Welcome everyone. Uh, this is the first uh, episode of Excuse My Language. I am Brandon Seclary. I am welcomed here with uh, Jeff Kroll is joining me on the first one. Welcome, Jeff. It's exciting to be here, Brandon. <laughs> uh, uh, as you, a lot of you have seen uh, post some stuff online, Excuse My Language, it's more of just kind of want to break down everything. Sports, we can talk about everything. Nothing is off limits here. Uh, and kind of see where it goes from here, uh, see where it grows to. And uh, we're gonna, today we're just gonna break down and see what you have to look forward to in future episodes. I'm hoping to get these out at least once a week. So uh, here we go. Welcome, Jeff. Uh, I definitely wanted to get you on first, and the main reason is is the the, the article you wrote about Eli Manning. I, I had a lot of fun writing that article, Brandon. I'll be honest with you. That's a, a subject I'm pretty passionate about. Uh, for those who haven't read the article, um, I stated my case for why Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. Just something I hear a lot from my friends. You know that this drives me crazy, <laughs> Brandon. Yes. You know this drives me crazy. I can't stand it when announcers talk about this guy as if he's some like like he's going to go down in the history of the sport as an all-time great and you know it rubs me the wrong way so I was excited that you have this uh this website that you've launched that gave me an opportunity to kind of put my views out there you know me I'm kind of a stats guy I wanted to put some numbers behind it some math to show why Eli Manning is not a hall of famer shouldn't even be in the discussion for a hall of famer he didn't have that Manning last name. I mean, the dude is garbage. You can read all about it in my article. <laughs> you know about this. You know my thoughts on this. And now, uh, now your your readers can uh, can know it as well. Yeah. So it's uh, excuse my language. Uh, it's uh, I posted on my Facebook page, and I'm gonna. Uh, this will obviously be a shout out to uh, um, online where you can listen to the first episode too. So definitely check that out. Uh, it's excuse my language and we have articles. We have Marty jumping in on his politics, yeah. which is a fantastic one. You jumping in with Eli Manning. Uh, and and I, I wrote a but couple of other things up there. Mine are more kind of like blog half paragraph thing, just kind of give you an idea of uh, an opinion I have. Cause so kind of, kind of backtrack a little bit that where this started was, so we do, uh, we do another podcast for game on um, and talking about the social sports around Buffalo and upcoming leagues and sitting there and doing all the episodes with you, it, it, it got me the idea. I'm like, I would definitely like to do one where it's, it's just anything. Like there's no sure. holds yeah. bars. We can yep. talk about anything. And, and this is kind of where this spiraled into. And I as you mentioned, I, I launched the, the website and, and the blog uh, two or three weeks ago. And more of what I want to look forward to is just I mean, I think I put one up for the emojis thing. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of where my mind is going here. Is where anything we have so many opinions. Sure, and, and I think a lot of these opinions, like you said, like they wouldn't necessarily fly on a game on podcast where we're not going to get into like you know divisive political views or anything no. like that. But we can we can talk about that stuff here. We have yeah. the freedom to say anything we yeah, want to. Yeah, and, and, and the funny thing about that, the first thing that so you have an iPhone. I think most of the world have an iPhone. Correct. Uh, best phone, obviously. Of course. I mean. Why mess with anything yeah, else? Right? One of the things I can't stand is, I mean, when you're when you're talking to someone and and they text you back and it's green, 
that bothers me. It's yeah. one of my pet peeves. Blue or nothing. It's right? exactly. It's, Come on. It's blue. You know what? I I if I was <laughs> if I was a, a single man and I got a girl's number and I started texting her, you can delete her, that number right away. Her, yeah. If that comes back green, <laughs> right? You don't need to mess with that. Something in my mind yeah. would be like. I, I kind of lost interest a she little bit. She makes poor decisions. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if your decision is having green text messages, I, I, yeah, I don't what think else so. are you, what other decisions are that you That strikes making? one, two, and three right there, yeah. <laughs> and and I, so I saw the so I saw the emojis come up, and I, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. The one emoji is ridiculous. Like, I, it, it kind of ruins, in my mind, it would ruin the dating game and the hooking up game. It ruined the one night stands. Which, which emoji is this? The, the, the little finger emoji. There's an emoji. Oh, yes. I know exactly the one you're talking about. You're right. Yeah. And, and that would suck. Yeah, that's that's that would be off-putting to receive that. And it it wouldn't even it wouldn't even matter. Like you could the whole so I, I actually brought this up to to uh Amber at um because she I know she uh Amber's in that she's lucky enough to be back in the date well, in the dating world, dating guys and yeah. you know, we're clearly taken. So If only we could date guys. I, <laughs> but yeah, here we are. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we'll leave him to Amber. There you go. <laughs> but meaning she's out there and I asked her, I'm like, what do you see here in this emoji? And she didn't see what I saw, but I can't imagine if, if you sit there and you're, you're, as I mentioned in the article where uh, you, you hook up with a girl and next thing you know, you wake up in the morning and that emoji staring at you. Yeah, like that's that, haunting. That, that's haunting. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to talk to her ever again. I agree. I'd be embarrassed too. Yeah. So <laughs> couldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, what do you do from there? And 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 that's kind of where it spiraled into. And there's some ridiculous ones on there. I think one looks one looks like a ball sack. A ball sack emoji. What's the context with which you'd send somebody a ball sack emoji? But it's not. I think it's a drop of blood. Is that what it's supposed to be? I think so. It, it, it doesn't... Even, even still, a drop of blood emoji raises some questions to me. So I'll pull it up for you right now. Yeah, show it, me the it, ball sack drop of blood emoji. Let's take a look at this bad boy. Ah, that's a ball sack. That's a single ball sack. <laughs> what what else could that be? Like, it has to be a drop of blood. I guess it's a drop of blood. That looks like you know you see the the ball like the cow ball sack hanging from like cars. Like people have that like kind of like flapping yes. behind their car. That's what that is. That's a single ball sack that you'd like you know <laughs> hang behind your car. And I don't think I'd want to send somebody what, that as an emoji. Let's say it's a drop of blood. Why are you sending? I guess it's like oh sorry I got hurt. Like I have an injury. But like they got a band aid. You know, they got a first aid kit. Like, they do you got, really need the drop of They have blood? prosthetic arms in this yeah, one, too. Yeah, like there's prosthetic arms. Yeah, there's a That's prosthetic arm emoji, and That's there's a prosthetic leg emoji. What context are you going to send that to people? I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I don't ah. know. Why, yeah, why would you send? I, I don't know. It's oddly specific. I, I, these, this is why it's so, it was so intriguing to me. This is where these are going now. Yeah. Like, there is one for everything. Yeah. Probably gonna make speech for the next generation a lot lazier. They won't have it's to like use hier- words because they'll have it forever. It's like hieroglyphic. Exactly. Year, Two thousand yeah. years from now, you're, you're gonna, gonna see. Look back and they're like, "Why did all of these men have one testicle? Like, what's with this, <laughs> why, what's with this why, ball sack? <laughs> why, why is this burnt red ball sack? What does yeah. this mean?" Yeah, I guess these people had one ball and they, you know, like to expose it to the sun. I don't. <laughs> Two thousand years from now, yeah, they're on gonna the have wall in the cave. People are gonna find a prosthetic arm. Yeah. Emoji just sitting there yeah. wondering well, what the hell is going 20 on. 20 years from now, they're going to look back on that with some <laughs> questions. So, yeah. But yeah, so the, the, that was up there. Uh, and then, so Marty's not here. I don't want to dive into a little bit, but you obviously had a chance to read the whole thing. To read Marty's whole yes. article, which I loved, by the way. I loved it. So, as we mentioned, Marty has very strong opinions about 
certain things. Sure, yep. And I asked him, like, Marty, I know you're a nice guy, but I bet a lot of people think you're a huge asshole sure. out there that don't know you. Sure. So send me something. I want to know why you're not so bad. Sure. I, and he ran with it. He did. Yeah, so I was. that was one thing I was really excited. Like, a lot of people don't want to put their own beliefs out there because the second you put your beliefs out there, like, you're getting mocked from people, right? It's a tough thing to put yourself out there. Marty put himself out there. Like, everything he put out there as far as, like, his political views, why he thinks what he thinks, like, just the language he used throughout. Like, I thought it was cool. I felt like I knew Marty a lot better after reading the article. Yeah. For better or for worse, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's still an asshole. But well, of he, course, I mean, he's an asshole. <laughs> he, excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I'd like to be the first one to drop that on, uh, <laughs> on your podcast, so I'm glad I got that opportunity. He, I, it was amazing. I, I didn't, so I expected a page. Yeah. And... You know, this is why I believe this, yeah, this is this. Yeah. And he went from military to family. To yeah. like he broke down everything. And it yeah. was... It, it was, was an insight into who he was as a person. And I thought that was great. Yeah. And if only everybody would actually publish an article like that. So you could be like, all right, this is Brandon Seclary. This is where he's coming from. Here's his background. Here's what he believes in. And there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things in there. There's no way you could like tell people that or yeah. like it, it just I really like what he did with it so definitely out there have a chance as I said it's on uh it's uh, on the website it's the second article I think I, yeah. I got out there and then obviously your Eli Manning one and that's yeah I think it's going to be fun just to see like the variety of types of stuff you can put out there like Marty's obviously had a lot of political content in it mm -hmm. and I wouldn't mind publishing my own political opinions not I that anyone would want to read them I didn't know you had any oh I had a few meaning you don't you're, oh, not, no, I don't, you're I'm not, not Marty. Sure. I'm yeah. not projecting my views a lot because like, I, I don't know. It's not, I don't consider that like a core part of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, the way that maybe Marty does. Like the fact that when Marty's like explaining his, himself and his background and all that, it felt like he couldn't have explained himself without talking about like his like uh, patriotism and all like those values and stuff. Because that is a big part of who he is more so than it's a part of who and I am. I feel like you're the opposite though. Right? Yeah. You, I feel like you're more... Well... You strike uh, me as like a Bernie Sanders type of guy. So I am a Bernie Sanders <laughs> type of guy. I mean, I look, I can post all about it. And it's so funny, too, because anyone listening to this, like, you make up your mind real fast about somebody. Yeah. So I say, I'm a Bernie Sanders type guy. And Socialist. You either, exactly. You either relate to it or you're immediately like, oh, he's a socialist. He just wants, like, all this, this shit for free. Like, who's going to pay for all this stuff, Bernie? Like, all that stuff. And that's, that's fine. We can have a conversation about that if anybody ever wants to get into details about it. But it's just... I don't know. It's just so funny. I am very much the opposite, I think, of Marty on a lot of things. But we can at least have kind of a civil dialogue and talk mm -hmm. about stuff. Like, the one thing I always appreciated about Marty was he's very open to, like, learning about stuff. So, like, he'll put out a viewpoint. And if you have a, an opposing point of view, he'll talk to you about it. And he always says, like, hey, I want you to change my mind. Like, because that's, that's how you grow is, mm -hmm. like, you know, learning where other people are coming from. Yeah, and his, uh, his takes on politics are, and his sports takes are just just as his sports takes I know you love in particular uh, Brandon there didn't you call him like the worst he's uh, the worst sports fan in Buffalo thank you yes yes he yeah. is the yep. worst fan possible and he actually I've I've said that to him multiple times where I think now he actually changed his Twitter handle to it was like I'm a bot which I have no okay. idea what that means and sorry we're talking about Marty here he's not even here to defend himself but that's the best no thing. I like it <laughs> <laughs> talking best. about Marty behind his back <laughs> In, Sucks at football, too. Yeah, he, well, he's he can't defend himself. He's, 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 he's horrible. By the way, well, horrible at football. Um, I don't know about he, that. No. <laughs> he, he is the person where he will, five minutes, 
into a game, he'll rip apart something, and then five minutes later, he's praising it. Like, he just goes back and forth, and he sure. tells me it's because he's a very emotional fan. He sure. Put, he puts everything well, out there. All fans are emotional. I mean, that's what being a fan of a sport is. Like, yeah. It's an emotional thing. Like, you're not sitting there logically being like, well, you know, I support the Buffalo Bills, and here are my five logical reasons why they're my team mm-hmm. of choice. You know, it's like you grew up in this area, you desperately want this team to win. It makes no sense. They're objectively no more deserving to win than a team in, like, you know, L.A. or Florida or wherever, right? But yeah. that's what being a fan is. It's just like an emotional reaction to shit. Yeah, and he, so, so we're, I'm going to, he's, I'm going to get him on, um, and I'm going to, he's going to break down that article even more. Um, yeah. And I want to kind of get even more into what he wrote, because I thought it was so good. Sure. Uh, and then, kind of, it said, kind of give it more of an idea of where I want to go with this. There's one person that we haven't even been able to got, get on game on is Rags. I yeah. want to, yep. and he is not as bad as Marty when it comes to like pushing out his political views, but he has so strong feelings about everything. Like he does, yeah. And, and and it's more of just me trying to figure out, I want to hone in what I think would be the best for him. Sure. And I definitely want to get him on and have him write about something. I mean, he's he would be my soccer I, go-to. I, exactly. I would love to see his, his views on soccer, his views on politics, but I think the more interesting thing, and we always joked about doing this on the Game On podcast, but we could actually do it on, yeah. uh, on yours, is if we had Marty and uh, Rags come on a podcast uh, together here, and we could have a, like a political debate oh, between them. That I think would... that would be spectacular. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Marty loses that debate, and Marty knows that he would lose that debate yeah. just because Rags is, you know. And it's not, it, it, it's not even that Marty would be wrong. He said yeah, Rags yeah, exactly. will Rags can kill you with words. Exactly. He's been killing me with words for the and, last 20 years. So. I could, so, and I, I've always, I've said to my wife multiple times that I feel like Rags is one of the smartest friends sure. I have. Yes. And it, he solidified that when. Right before he left for his wedding in India, he I, I brought this up to you before. He read me the foreword for your book. Yes. And there is no other person I think that I know yep. could do what exactly. he did on that. It was Exactly. Amazing. And I and when I when I started writing this book, so for, for, for any listener that cares, this is uh a book I wrote about the history of my bar league football team, the Sticky Bandits. So I'm obviously very passionate about uh, our, you know, quote unquote meaningless football team, meaningless games, all that stuff. But <laughs> I love it, our teammates love it. So I wrote a little book as like a wedding present to a friend of mine. And I thought I should write a foreword ahead of time just to kind of express like, you know, this is how much this means to me, being a part of this team, all the friendships that come with it, all this stuff that seems kind of meaningless from the outside. But when you're on the inside, it's like a little community and you feel uh, good about your place in it. And I, I, I started to write a foreword at one point and I thought, I, I don't have the words to do this justice. But There's I only know one who does. man. Yeah, <laughs> I know who does. There's only one man who, who could possibly take on this task and it was Rags. And he... I gave it to him. He was like, okay, sure. Like, uh, just give me like a couple days. And he just knocked it out of the park. He said he did in like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was incredible. It's incredible. I'd still be writing that for exactly, you, by the way. Yeah. And it would not be as good as, as his. No, and, so, and yeah. as he was reading it to me, in my mind, I'm like, I have no idea what that word means. Yeah. It was, it, it, yeah, to you're me, have to it was like. the dictionary when you're uh, reading a rags essay, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was, you know, writing the Constitution in 17, you know, 1776 yeah. going, yeah. this is how it's... He could have gone back in time, 200 whatever years. He could have written the Constitution. Like, that's the kind of writer that he is. Yeah, so that's a that's a phenomenal idea. Definitely get him and Marty on here. Yeah. I think that would be... Yeah. I mean, it would be more of... We sure. wouldn't be talking. It would yeah. just... We'd just Which sit is back fine. I'd sit back and just listen to the fireworks. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, so, that, so I, I want to get rags on um, and just kind of get people's opinions. And especially in this time frame right now where it's just, I, I feel that it's so hard to actually, I don't want to say have an opinion, but actually put it out there. Sure. And it, as I said, any opinion whatsoever, and we hang out all the time, 
and I know, you know, I know people's kind of views on things, and I, I, I think a lot of those things are really good, and I think they yeah. should be heard, and that's really what I want to use this for, is some yeah. sort of platform for not only my friends, but anyone whatsoever. Just, it could, as I said, I threw something out there about emojis. It could be about anything whatsoever. Sure. So we've talked about emojis. We will talk a lot about sports, I'm sure, because obviously all of us met through sports. We're all pretty passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Buffalo sports in particular, obviously, are going to come up mm -hmm. a lot. But, you know, anything, pop culture stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you and I were talking in the car on the way up here just about, like, you know, Game of Thrones and, like, how the series ends and, like, all that stuff. And, like, to me, it's like, I would love to get on a podcast and just talk about stuff your, like your, that. Your theories of, what was I got, it? Oh, I got theories of everything, man. So what was the game? You said Game of Thrones theories of who's going to... Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne at the end? Okay. If there is an Iron Throne at the end. There has... Who's, there, unless it gets destroyed. There's you don't know. no you way don't know. you have um, that whole series and not have and someone... No, and there's not a clear winner? What if in the end, instead of there being like one, like seven kingdoms, what if they just end up going back to like seven individual kingdoms? What if there is no king at the end? It's possible. I'd be upset. I'll tell you this much. The author of the books, George R.R. R. Martin, has specifically said that uh, while he obviously won't reveal the ending, he said it will be bittersweet and it will leave a lot of people unhappy. It, so, uh, great person to ask would be you. Is there an ending? Did he write an ending? I thought... Not yet. He, Right? But, but most authors kind of like they have the ending in mind and they kind of work their way to that point. So he knows how the series is going to end even though he hasn't written it yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not just making it up as he goes. Years? Let me tell you how many years. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so Game of Thrones, the book, um, the actual book series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, and the first book of that was called Game of Thrones and that came out in 1996. So I was uh, like 12, 13 years old at the time and I, I read that book. And I was just blown away by it. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. I can't wait for the author to like, you know, write the sequel and finish the book soon. And that was 19 fucking 96. Okay. <laughs> so here we are. Like it's been a, it's been a 22, 23 year wait for me since I read that book. And I still like, I'm still two books away from finishing. The author not only has to write his last book, but he has to write the second last book. He's written five of seven books. So I've been waiting for 20 years and like the TV show is going to wrap it up in a couple months. How so do you feel I can't about, say how how excited you feel about that? About the TV so, show, like passing yeah. the books. Oh, anybody who read the books is going to have mixed feelings about this. So on the one hand, the book should have come first. It's going to be bullshit that the TV show is going to wrap up the series first, and then the books are going to come later. It's going to take a lot of the prestige out of the books when they finally come out. But on the other hand, Martin is like 70 years old, big fat dude. He's going to die. He, he doesn't hates, look. He doesn't, he doesn't look, look like a healthy man. He doesn't look like a healthy man. And he apparently like he hates it. Like he said in interviews many times, he's like, I hate when fans ask me about my health. Like fuck you. Like you heard it here my, first. Yeah. George R. Martin's gonna die. <laughs> here first. I don't know for the, the the ones really breaking this news, but he is an old man in poor health. So I'm. I guess part of me is excited just to like see it play out because uh, I'm not, I'm not <coughs> confident me. he'll ever finish the books. So part of me is glad that I'm gonna get to see it on TV. And another part of me just appreciates the fact that casual people like you know the world is now kind of aware of this storyline when it was just books like look a lot of people don't read books especially fantasy novels right so like you know you probably wouldn't have like heard of this like a lot of like people on the street probably wouldn't know about the story of game of thrones if it hadn't become a tv show so now i can discuss this like series which i've loved for 20 years with like with strangers on the street and they'll know what i'm talking about so I don't love the fact that the TV show is going past the books, but I'm glad it's out there and that it exists and that people are kind of like seeing this like cool story because it's it's one of the best stories that I've ever seen. It's it's the best TV show. It's the best TV show of my lifetime, yeah. I, I, I jumped in season four and yeah. someone, someone told me at work, you have to watch this show. Yeah, yeah. And I hate 
sci-fi. That's it. I don't like. I don't yep, medieval. Sure. Like, I'm not all about that. And somehow this show pulled me in. Exactly. I was like, how am I watching this? I yeah. hate all these things. Exactly. And people tell me that all the time. Like, well, I'm not into like that stuff. I'm not into like Dungeons and Dragons and like all that nonsense. And it's like, well, it's not like that. At the end of the day, what this is about is it's almost like uh, you know I've heard comparisons to like uh, what's that uh, mafia TV show? The Sopranos. Sopranos. Thank you. Um, it's it's almost like that where you have like very like intricate like families and their relationships and their scheming and all that. You don't have to be into like dragons and shit to understand like how cool these interactions are of like all these people backstabbing each other and like trying to like you know fight their way to the top so they can have like more power in this kingdom and all that. So I just think it's a cool premise that appeals to a lot of people. <laughs> so Christine, um, our friend, our friend Christine, I I really wanted her to watch it, and they, uh, her and Tim came over to our place. Uh, my wife and I, and I told her, I'm like, just watch the first episode. Like, yeah. I, I'm that annoying person now, that asshole that is, like, pushing things. Like, yeah. when it comes yep. to Game yep. of Thrones, I'm, like, a vegan. Like, all exactly. I, like, exactly. That's, that's the best me. comparison, yep. <laughs> and, and I'm like, just sit down. And she, before I even push play, she goes, all right, before this goes on, is this one of those shows where there's 500 storylines and names are really hard to announce, animals <laughs> die, and it's gory? Yeah. And I go... It's no, oh. not at all. <laughs> oh, man. She goes, because then I'm not going to like it. I go, yeah, well, yeah. all right. Well, sorry. Well, Maybe yeah, this yeah. isn't for you. Everything you just said is what is happening this is. on this series. Yeah. And I, I said, I jumped in at season four and it is, it just, I, t- and I told Liz yeah. after I watched the first se- the season four, I mean, season one, I'm like, you have to watch this. Yeah. She binge, she jumped in ahead of me. She binge watched the first two episodes. Yeah. That's going to be April 19th, right? April 14th. April 14th. Yeah. The, uh, the date. Yeah. And everyone is going to be disappointed because there's no way you can end exactly. this, good of a sh- this big of a show and not disappoint someone. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's- I think the vegan comparison was really perfect there, though, because you're <laughs> right. Like, it's not enough for me to love the show. Like, I you- need you to love the show. I need everyone to love the you show. Need, exactly. You need to hear about it all exactly. the time, and I'm going to... Oh. I, I spend all my, you know I spent all my time at work convincing coworkers to watch this and a couple people that were just like, nah, this, this isn't my kind of thing. It won't appeal to me. Like, I've gotten them absolutely hooked. It's... How do you, the opening scene. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you have this guy and yeah. they're getting crushed by these things. You don't know what they are. Exactly. These white yeah, walkers, yeah, but yeah. you don't know that. And then he gets beheaded on a rock and yeah. boom. Yeah. And then you meet like the Stark family. Like the first couple episodes just set up everything so perfectly. And it's just like amazing to go back and rewatch the series. And like, you look at the first couple episodes and it's this happy family, like living in the North. And it's like, wow, a lot of bad shit is going to happen to these people. Like, you look at the first couple episodes now and you realize a lot of these people never see each other again. John and Rob never see each other again. Bran and uh, his never... mother never see each other again. Like, there's, like, after the first, like, few episodes, these people get split up and they never reunite. Oh, yeah, Rob and John, John are, Rob and John, like, if you add up all the screen time, these two guys, and you know they're brothers and, like, they have this great relationship. But if you think about the total screen time they share together, I don't know if it's five minutes. It's crazy to think about. Got your... Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, when they get their dire wolves, yep. They're so together they, they there. They get their dire wolves. They're together there. They're together while they're watching uh, um Bran like train with uh, yeah. Like, and they're the together archery. when uh the Lannisters come in. Yep, they're together when the Lannisters come in, and they say farewell. And is that it? Like, are those the only four scenes where they're in the same room? Like, yeah, there's so little screen time, and yet they establish so well in those first couple episodes. Like, no, no, no. These guys are like the closest like thing. They're they're not quite brothers. They're half brothers allegedly, but you know, they're they like they set all of that up in like two episodes, and it's amazing to me. 
Well, I definitely, I'm going to have to bring you back on right the day before or something, right before. Oh, the yeah, we're going to we'll do the whole podcast we'll dive, about this. You know, the whole thing's going to, we're going to dive into Game of Absolutely. Thrones. There's no, there's no bigger fan of, uh, of that series than me. I can tell you from Aegon the Conqueror to the Mad King, all, <laughs> all 17 Targaryen kings in order, like, I promise you, like, I'm, nobody knows this series Soon like to be I Daenerys. Do. Yeah, well, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so, I, I do want to dive, I, as I mentioned, like, this was supposed to, we were supposed to do this before the Super Bowl. We were, yeah. And yep. uh, I got real sick and couldn't do it. But there's one thing I really wanted to dive into, and it is, I, I mean, I hate, one, I hate Tom Brady. I think we all do. We all hate Tom Brady, yep. Is the lack of competition when he gets to the Super Bowl. Sure. And we talked about that. Yeah. Right? I want to, like, you kind of discussed breaking down the quarterbacks that he played against. It's it's unbelievable when you look at it. Like, you know, he's he's been around the league like, uh, you know, on the top of it for like 20 years, but the people he faces in the Super Bowl, like who did we decide the best person that he's played against was? Kurt was, Warner? Yeah, he played Russell against Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. Right? It would have Russell Wilson. He never played against Kurt Warner, did he? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, no. the Rams. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Early in his career, I was thinking with Arizona. So Kurt Warner is the best person that he ever played mm-hmm. in his first Super Bowl. Then it's probably Russell Wilson. And then after that, who's who's the next best guy? Non Hall of Famer Eli Manning, like that dude's garbage. Donovan we know that. McNabb. Yeah, he played. Don, yeah, Donovan McNabb. Sure, he's he's fine. Jake Delhomme is garbage. Nick Foles is barely like he's not even a starter. Yeah, he played the worst quarterback ever twice, Jared and Goff, that guy yeah. beat him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy beat him. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's not like he hasn't had to go through people. Like he had, you know, for for the better part of twenty years, he had to face uh, Peyton Manning in playoffs. Like they faced each other in I think three AFC Championship games. That's it. I, I think feel so. like there'd be more. Yeah, I mean, I think they faced each other in earlier rounds some years, but sometimes somebody gets knocked out. Like, the Steelers were kind of strong during that period. But, yeah, like, in the Super Bowl itself, like, you know, Brady's had some pretty weak quarterbacks he's going up against. And I think more, not the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. I mean, actually, yeah, the quarterbacks in the Super Bowl where he, I mean, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, like, all these great quarterbacks from the NFC, he never had to face them. Yeah. He's yeah. never had to face them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because... I mean, just timing I, never worked out. Like Rodgers has made it to one Super Bowl. Drew Brees has made it to one Super Bowl. Yeah, That's it's it. uh, Wilson, Warner, McNabb, Ryan, Foles, Goff, Ryan, Manning. I, yep, and I forgot Delon. about Ryan. Yeah, okay. Ryan's decent. I don't. I don't think Ryan's bad. You're kind of shrugging your shoulders. I tell, me so, what you, tell me what you think of Matt Ryan. I I don't want to say he's not good. I mean, he's, I just wouldn't put him up there. I I put him as, I think he's a real strong, like second tier type guy. You have your first tier in the NFL, which has obviously been Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. Manning when he was was playing. Roethlisberger to me is kind of also in that second tier. Second tier? Well, do you think Roethlisberger is in the same tier as like uh, like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady? Now, no, but like in his prime, yeah. I don't know. If you you compare prime to prime, like Brady's prime in 2007 is better than anything that uh, Roethlisberger's ever done. Drew Brees this year put up numbers, I think, that are better than, other than the yardage total. Like, most of his stats were better than anything that Roethlisberger has ever done. I look at Roethlisberger as being a slight step below those guys. Him and Russell Wilson both. They hit a down year, I think he threw for 5,000 yards this year. He did. He led the league in passing yardage, yeah. And he had a, and then there's yeah, he had a Antonio down Brown year. being a bitch the whole year. I love that I can say Antonio Brown being a bitch on this podcast, <laughs> by the way. Let's take a second to appreciate that. He, he didn't is, have Le'Veon like, Bell. He is, like... I don't know what happened. What yeah. happened to this I don't know. almighty team that everyone wanted to model after? I know. And now it's just yeah. falling apart. Yeah, so they used to be, you're absolutely right. That used to be like the model of consistency. People looked at the Pittsburgh model and they're like, well, they've got the stability with the head coach, great ownership. Like they've got all these great players and like they kind of all work together. And now you're kind of seeing it's like, well, it was kind of fragile, that piece between all these guys. Bell wasn't happy. Brown isn't happy. 
Well, Bell, man, that, that sucks when, yeah, you, that crazy? when you're like, you know what? I'm way better than these freaking assholes out yeah. here. I want to be paid millions of dollars. Yeah, and then yeah. that asshole comes in and runs for yeah. 150 yards every game. Absolutely, yeah. Connor, James yeah. Conner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know. you know the players a little better than I do, seeing I don't play fantasy so, football. And I was, you know, it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I was, I was just about to transition to that yeah. to say we should really do a podcast at some point about all the reasons you hate fantasy football and all the reasons I love it. Oh, I'm in on that. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's I think that's a great. I'll debate. tell you right now, it's complete bullshit. I hate it. All right, I mean, it, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit, but it, there it, you go. It it ruins, it ruins the pure like rooting for one team or another. Sure, yep. absolutely. And, Until you get to the playoffs, nobody does fantasy in the playoffs. Playoffs is really the one time where I really looked for like team wins and losses, and that's all that yeah. matters to me. So fantasy football to me is like I said, another archive I posted up there was the uh, the the, fa- the Patriot fans. Yeah, they make me hate the Patriots more than the team on the field, more than Tom Brady. Sure. It's the fans that I can't stand. Yeah. And the reason I hate fantasy football is the people that do fantasy sure. football, and that's all I hear. Sure. I'm out at a bar, and this dude's clapping because it was a five-yard out, yeah. and it was a receiver he had, and yeah. it's week one. Like, yep. what are you doing? Yeah. And then, every, and then if for someone that doesn't play fantasy football, by what you hear, you think every, every single person won their fantasy football league. I look at it this way. Um... There's two, imagine there's two types of football fans, right? There's very serious football fans that would watch the game just for the pure appreciation of the sport, and they would still watch a Cleveland-Tampa Bay game even if they didn't have any fantasy players involved, right? And maybe you and Tim are like that, that you would watch all these games. Most people are much more casual fans that it's like, well, I'm only, I'm only interested in this now because I have a like rooting interest in this, right? I look at that like there's some parallels there to what we mentioned earlier with like Game of Thrones. I was a big book fan. like I cared enough to like read all this shit. But I look at it like, look, if this TV show is going to bring a lot more like fan interest into this thing that I care about, that's not a bad thing. I think of fantasy football the same way. It's like, look, if it's going to make me care about a game, if it's going to make, you know, the nine other guys in my league care about a game, like a Cleveland-Tampa Bay game that would otherwise be unwatchable, you know? Uh, maybe that's the I wrong example this year. Wrong example this year, but like a few years ago when it's like, all right, do people really want to watch like uh, like Thad Lewis take on uh, like Jameis Winston or something? It's like, that's not a good game. That's not, Or like Mike Glennon or some garbage like that, you know? <laughs> that's not a good game. Your go-to is Mike Glennon. I like it. Mike Glennon. I, I Mike actually, Glennon with his giant, he's got like a giraffe I wanted hat. the Bills to get Adam's him. That's, that was my Yeah, you, you like Glennon? I mean, coming out of college, I did. Coming out of college. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it now. Yeah, yeah, but. Sure. but, like, that's my point, though, is, like, a lot of these games, like, people just wouldn't give a shit about them. And, like, they care because it's like, well, I ordinarily wouldn't watch, except I've got, like, Nick Chubb as my fantasy running back. So I'll tune in or, like, or pay attention to this game just to see how these guys do. So that's kind of how I look at it. It gives people a, a reason to watch if they're not just in love with the game. It's, it's, the, it's, the fan, it's just hearing about it. No, I, I agree. People talk about their teams all their time. And, or and, even and Rachel. Other... Rachel, we're watching freaking football games. The Bills are getting demolished. Clearly, exactly. she doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's clapping because she has the receiver. And I'm like, yeah, what exactly. the fuck, man? Exactly. And that's, that's, what, that's what I was <laughs> going to bring up. That's, that's really the worst part. And as somebody who does fantasy, like I, I've had many years where I've drafted like a Tom Brady. And you have these awkward weeks where it's like, well, the Bills are playing the Patriots. And obviously, I want the Bills to win. But you, have, you find like a part of yourself kind of like, well, I hope they win a shootout. And it's like, you don't want it to be like that. No. You want it to be pure, like, I hope the Bills just destroy every aspect. 51 nothing, where Brady breaks his leg. Brady breaks his leg, <laughs> maybe throws a few interceptions first, you know? But you're right, fantasy does taint you a little bit like that. But in my mind, the pros outweigh the cons, and obviously you disagree. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I did a... 
the daily fantasy yeah, thing this yeah. year. I mean, I'll do that. I don't yeah. really got to pay attention to it. Yeah. And well, and also you don't have those conflicts because it's also like, well, you don't draft Tom Brady and play him all year. If you don't want to root against the Bills, then just draft like on daily fantasy, just draft somebody who's not playing the Bills. Yeah. So I did. That. I mean, it's okay. I, I, I don't think I've ever. I, maybe in college I might have done one, but other than that, I yeah. just can't stand it. But yeah, it would be my my the list of things of why I hate fantasy football could go on forever. I mean, it's it's just it's a yeah. it's a horrible thing that I hope will go away and it won't. It won't. Yeah. It'll never go that's, away. That's a losing battle, yeah. Yeah, I am in the minority here. You are. You are in the minority. That's why sure. so we uh when we were filming uh uh we were sh- recording the game on uh podcast Tuesday. Uh ended up not happening. Something happened with the with the equipment, but we had a guest on for hockey and he sits down and he's apparently does his own podcast about uh fantasy football or something and he sat down and it was me him and tim yeah and he sat down and he goes yeah he's I, in the wrong crowd that's <laughs> so he sits yeah. down and he goes yeah i do this you know i read all these books about fantasy what are you guys saying i'm like i'm gonna stop you right there yeah. you're probably talking to the two worst that's people true. yeah because we both hate it i don't really know why tim hates it i imagine it's a lot of the same reasons that you do just because it's like impure like rooting for like individuals over a team that's my guess we can bring tim on to talk about it sometime yeah I don't, I, yeah, he probably has some Z-Reed and why he can't, uh, yeah, probably you know, some dumb reason why he doesn't yeah, like yeah. it or whatever yep, it is, yep. but, uh, no, instead, so as a kind of seeing what we're doing here, I, this is really just, I want to, more episodes coming up, I want to dive deeper into obviously the topics we're slowly yeah, kind of right, shooting through right. now, like fantasy football, Game of Thrones, anything whatsoever, diving a little bit more deeper, deeper. I have my stats guy here to dig, absolutely, to dig. <laughs> happy to do research. <laughs> Believe research me. on Believe Game of Thrones, me. research on... Uh, I don't uh, need to research Game of Thrones, no, man. It's that's all, that's it's all, all up here. <laughs> that's all up there. But football, i got to do research on. So I said, so before we before go, I, I want to dive back to the article because that's how I kind of brought you into this yes. whole thing. Is when you were writing the, the Eli Manning article, do you, do you feel that passionate about this? Or yeah. is it, did you kind of play it up a little bit? Like, no. are you this... I feel very, very passionately about it because... I look at it this way, like the Hall of Fame is, it represents different things to different people. Like in my mind, like I've heard people make the argument like, well, it's like a museum essentially. So if you had any part of like football history, like shouldn't you be there? Like Eli Manning was in these two great Super Bowls. He beat an undefeated team. Shouldn't he be in as like part of history? I disagree with that argument. Um, If you want to talk about like history and stuff, like well, maybe a guy like Michael Vick should be in the Hall of Fame then because he revolutionized the position. His passing numbers are shit. But he's actually like, I think he's like 80, or I'm sorry, he's like 99th all time in like rushing yards. Like that's not terrible. Like this is a guy who's like revolutionized the game. Does he belong in in the Hall of Fame as a Hall of Famer just because like he's contributed to the history of the game? I don't necessarily think so. I view the Hall of Fame as it should be like, you know, a celebration of like the best that played in the game. I agree. And I like the thing that makes me so passionate about Eli Manning is the people that defend Eli Manning their argument always comes back, and you can read the article. I, I say all the same things there, but it always comes back to like, well, he won two Super Bowl rings, and like he's like on, on the top of the all-time like passing lists. Like he's in the top ten. Cool. Who cares? I look at it like this. It's very simple. Did you ever, ever feel like he was one of the best people Never. to play this game? Never, right? When the Giants come to town, and it's like, all right, the Bills are playing the Giants this week. Does it make you nervous that you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna go against Never. a future Hall of Famer? Never. Is that what a Hall of Famer is? Is like a Hall of Famer should inspire like some level of fear among like opponents. We never were it, like it was an easy game on the schedule almost. When you see Eli Manning, you're like, all right, we could lose to the Giants. Maybe they got a good defense. 
you know, like, it's not like Eli is going to beat us. It's not like we really have to be afraid of playing Eli Manning. Like, it never, ever felt that way. So are you really going to say that the Hall of Fame, like, should include these, like, mediocre quarterbacks just to have, like, like, Flacco won a Super Bowl. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. I don't think so. He's not even a starter anymore. He's not a starter anymore. But let me ask you this. Let's say that Lamar Jackson, you know, got He's hurt or something. not going to do year. anything. Let's say that the Flacco-led uh, uh, Baltimore team, the Ravens make it all the way to the Super Bowl and they won this year. Would that change your mind? He would suddenly have two rings. No. Of course not. Because you know, you've got eyes. You watch the game. And you're like, okay, fine. This guy at his best was like, at his best, maybe he would be like the 12th best quarterback in the league on a, on a good day, right? That's not a Hall of Famer. And I get the fact that like, yeah, the whole point of the game is to win championships and all that. I get that. But it is a team game. It's not like it's just like one guy that like wins these things. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to give credit to one guy for winning these two Super Bowls in New York, then why aren't we giving him blame for all the seasons where they played like shit? I He's think, a 500 quarterback. <clears throat> My God. Excuse me. <clears throat> I think... I think all Hall of Fame, especially football, because that's what I know more uh, most about. They just they let people in. Like I'm big believer that if you play a long time and you move up the rankings because you play until you're yeah. 40 years old, sure. you that shouldn't make you a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, I hundred. Just because agree. you played longer than other people and you yeah. because of the years you played, yeah. like that doesn't make. And I feel like they let it needs to be stricter. If I if Brandon had his own league and. The Hall of, like, there would be some years I wouldn't, people wouldn't be in. This, this yeah. is, like, the most exclusive club. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what it should be. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this guy played a while, and he's 10th in rushing yards. Yeah, we got to yeah. let him in. Or, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Like, well, like I, Curtis, I think Curtis Martin's a good example of that. Yeah. Like, he made the Hall of Fame, right? And that's a guy that it's like, I don't know if he ever felt like he was among the best guys. It's just he had a long career. He should, he should be proud of his long career. It's awesome that, like, he had the durability to play as long as he did, but... That doesn't mean that he was ever among the best. Who's the guy that he's playing? He's a running back right now. He's been around forever. Is he a 49ers running back? What's his name? Um, oh, you're thinking of Frank Gore, yes. right? Yeah. I don't see him a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so it's interesting. He's one of those guys that he'll absolutely get consideration. He was sh- he ever among the best? No. No. Well, I mean, was so, I, I don't have it in front of me. He, was, look, he, he had a solid career. He was, he was solid for a long time. So you tell me, does that sound like a Hall of Famer? No. Solid for a long time? I don't think so no. either. <laughs> Eli Manning wasn't even solid for a long time. He was just there. But yeah, like losing Frank- games. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing picks. Yeah, what was the record this year? Three and thirteen? Uh, some garbage like that. Maybe they no, maybe they were a little better because they did win a few in the second half. They might have made it to like four and twelve or something, but And the and the funny thing about this, which people don't know, if you don't know, is that our friend that tailgates with us and we hang all the time, Rachel, is a diehard Giants fan. Yeah. And yeah, loves Eli. Beckham. And for the record, I don't actually have a problem with the Giants. I like, hate Odell Beckham. I think he's a piece. Yeah, of shit. I mean, look, he is kind of a piece of shit. But like, <laughs> as a team, like, it's not like I root against the Giants to root against the Giants. I've got no love for a lot of other teams in the NFC East. So like, it's not like I root against the Giants really. I just think the whole Eli as like an all-time great thing is a joke to me. It's a joke. He's not among the best all-time great. Have, have yeah. you actually heard that? No, but I mean, that's what the Hall of Fame should be, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I thought someone was actually telling oh, no, you that no. it was like an all-time great. Well, that's the thing. Great. People say Hall of Fame, but if you force them to be like, oh, so you think he's one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the game? I'm sure you'll get some hesitation there. And people right. are like, well, no, but like, can't we just put him in the Hall of Fame anyway? He won two Super Bowls. And it's like, that's not good enough for me. No, you should. I'm with you on this. It needs to be, and they just let, they said he played along, yeah. Top five in rushing yards, yeah, top and it's, five it's, in receiving it's yards. It's worth pointing out, by the way. So again, Eli Manning is, if he goes 4-12 and 12 next year, Assuming he plays next year and the team is as shitty as it was this year. If he goes 4-12 and again, he will have a 500 record for his career. 
So when people cite those stats and they're like, oh man, like he played for such a long time though. It's like, yeah, but he played at a 500 level, which most quarterbacks can't get away with for like, you know, eight, however long he's played. Got drafted in 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's played like 14 years at, at a 500 level. If he didn't have that Manning last name, he would have gotten benched a long time ago, I think. You think? Absolutely. You think the name is the reason? Oh, uh, it's a big reason. It's a big reason because you think about the narrative of Eli Manning. If I told you, hey, tell me about Eli Manning. You're his brother's me, Peyton. Yeah. His dad's, <laughs> his dad's Archie. Yeah. It's really like, well, he had the memorable Super Bowl wins against, uh, uh, against Patriots, and no one can take that away from him. But it's not like he threw and caught his own helmet catch, am I right? Like that was, it's not like that was. The pass to Manningham was pretty good. The pass to Manningham was a spectacular pass. It was the one good pass I've seen him throw in his entire garbage career. One location to put it in and it actually went there. Yeah, that's a great pass. That's a better pass than What are you talking about? The helmet catch. He did a nice little twirl in the pocket (laughs) to get out of that. He (laughs) did, but it's so funny. Like, you know, you see those like next gen stats on NFL and they're like, oh, the odds of catching this are like whatever. The helmet catch odds must have been like 2%. So if you imagine 100 parallel universes, 98 of them, uh, Tyree drops that ball. And in those 98 universes, are people talking about Eli Manning as a Hall of Famer? No. I don't think so. So it's like, really? Just because this one dude made a catch against his helmet, that put a different guy in the Hall of Fame? Hey, let's put David Tyree in the Hall of Fame. He got cut, didn't he? Yeah, that was the last <laughs> game of his career. Really? Isn't that crazy? He never played again. No one picked him up? No, I think he was on like practice squads or something, but he never played another game in the NFL after that. Oh, I didn't that. know. Apparently he was kind of a jerk in real life too. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you, you have the you? inside? Do you have sources close no, to I mean, David I've, Tyree? I've, just, I've read stuff before. Oh. I've sources. Yeah, I've got sources yeah. close to David Tyree. You know, I talk with some people we who got, went to high school with him. We got the we Adam Schefter of David Tyree over yeah. here. Yeah, the Adam Schefter of David Tyree. That's what I've always aspired to be. He was a jerk in real. Life. He was a jerk in real life. No, I've heard that he was just like. I think it was like he was strangely like pushy about like his like religious views or something. Like maybe he was like very against uh, homosexuals, something like that. Okay, he's a there's, jerk. There's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I could be misremembering this, and I'm just slandering David Tyree. It's probably worth Googling. Whoever's yeah. listening to this, please fact check me. But so David Tyree, he could if be you're the listening, nicest person. I think you're a homophobic jerk. That's what I think. He could be the nicest yeah. person in the world, and you're just slandering yeah, his absolutely. name. I'll tell you what, Brandon. If you, if you ever have me on your podcast again, if I owe David Tyree an apology, I'll give him an apology. I don't think I do. I think he made some homophobic remarks. I wonder if I can He's, look that up so while we're talking. So you can see Jeff's grabbing his phone right now. I gotta make sure. I got. I gotta right. know. I gotta you know. Your, David, David, David Tyree, homophobic. Let's see. Let's see if I can find anything. Yeah, if or so, if I just made it up. If someone's homophobic, they are jerking an asshole. So yeah. Maybe, you know what? If that's true, I'm glad that was his last play because he doesn't deserve to be on a football team. David Tyree became famous for his anti-gay comments. So yes, David Tyree did make anti-gay okay. comments. So you aren't slandering. I'm not, this slandering, is all I'm not slandering Tyree. I owe you no apology, David Tyree. Yeah. You're an asshole. We're glad that yeah. you, that was your last yeah. game for the remarks. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and fuck you for putting Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. Eli is going to go in the Hall of Fame. Wow, the point of my article was not that he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just that he doesn't deserve to be. So just, fuck you, David Tyree. <laughs> Jeff's number one hated person now, David Tyree. Stand him. All because of him. Yeah, all because Eli of him. Eli's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and that it, it eats me up inside. Can you do me a, this? Okay. If Eli Manning ever makes it sure. to uh, the Hall of Fame, yep. you and I need to go to the ceremony oh, and just like, heckle him. Yeah. We need to hold up. That's fantastic. I'm going to hold up like billboards with, or like uh, banners with like, his, his stats on it. Yeah. So like, oh, you know, you were like 120th all time in like passer rating or something. Congratulations. You know that like that asshole kid in Boston that has his like the one archive the 17 years like. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So you about, need yeah. to walk around like, oh, like on worry. a pole. Just- <laughs> Brandon, that's a promise. When Eli Manning makes it to the Hall of Fame, we're going to go down to Canton for that uh, that that ceremony. 
and we are going to brutally protest that. And then it's a big sign that says, fuck yeah. you, David fuck Tyree. Fuck you, David Tyree. <laughs> it's all your, all your fault. It is all his fault, yeah. Without that, there's, there's no Hall of Fame case, I promise you. If he won one Super Bowl ring, if he lost that year, won the, ones, the, the next Super Bowl in whatever that was, 2011, there'd be no conversation about him as a Hall of Famer. I, 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 said, I said it before, I agree with you. I don't think because if, if someone was immediate, so someone, say you're an offensive lineman yeah. and you won five Super Bowls, but you were like an average lineman. Like yeah. you're getting in just because you were on those. Yeah. But also, I guess we could, is, you know, was all the people in the Bills teams that made it to the Hall of Fame? Did, I mean, I don't, I wasn't, I don't remember back then, but do they deserve it? They went yeah, to four so, Super Bowls. So, so it's a great question. Like, like I don't know. It's only like the glamour positions that really get credit for stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And it uh, to me, that doesn't seem fair. Who's in? It, Andre Reid, Jim it's Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Bruce Smith. Yeah, those four are in. Uh, if there's anybody else. Is there any lineman? Uh, Kent Hall? Kent Hall, I have no idea. I don't know. So we'll have to do some research before yes, the next but one. I'll, I'll take that on. Like, I don't, I don't think the amount of Super Bowls should judge if you're a Hall of Famer or not. Yeah. Well, also, the other thing, too, is if you look position by position, like... You know, the glamour offensive positions that always are eligible for MVP, like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, these are the positions that are grossly overrepresented in the Hall of Fame. Offensive linemen, like if you look at like, I mean, five of 11 people on the field are offensive linemen on, on yeah. the offensive side, but not five out of 11 Hall of Famers are offensive linemen. Steve Tasker should be in the Hall of Fame. He probably should. He's best special teams player. Yeah, apparently that... special teams don't matter, though, if, if you don't get consideration well, for it. It's funny that I said that because I am a big advocate of against special teams. Against special teams. Meaning, let me let me let me yeah, explain myself. If you have so you're getting down a cut, you got the 53 man roster, you're the last guy and you have a seventh wide receiver, yeah, or a guy that's good on special teams. And I would take the seventh this guy for the wide receiver okay. if cuz that's a position that can I think impact a game. Sure. If so if he's really good at a wide receiver but this guy's better at special teams, but he's not as good as a wide receiver. I'm sure. taking the wide receiver all the okay. time. Okay. I don't like like, oh, he made the team as the last guy because he's a <clears throat> yeah. good punt coverage guy. Sure, like sure. I I don't like that at all. Okay. Make make I'd rather train the wide receiver guy to be a good punt coverage guy because yeah. I so feel like you can't yeah. make a punt coverage guy a better wide receiver. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel like I'm not really educated enough on like how easy it is to transition between those things. I mean, I'm not either. I'm just bullshitting here. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're all about. You know, right? let's throw out some opinions here, right? David Tyree, maybe yeah, he's a homophobe. We don't know. <laughs> just know, throw it out there. I just, I mean, just... You know, obviously yeah. we play football co-ed. I mean, it's really close. Yeah, we're basically yeah, NFL we're basically athletes at this NFL point. Athletes. So I'm... Where we don't even have special teams, by the way. So. No. <laughs> punting exactly. is a play that doesn't even punt happen. special teams. Just we don't it, even yeah. need it. Don't need it. But that, I feel like it'd be easier to learn punt coverage than it is to learn the wide, being Probably. a good wide receiver. Probably, yeah. And Tim is a big advocate of special teams. He would, he would be. be. Right? You know, he would be. <laughs> he, he's all about, like, yeah, like I can't, couldn't stand how Marcus Easley kept on making the Bills roster. Yes. It seemed As like every a, year I was just like, how is this guy hanging on to a job? Great at covering punts and kicks. Like, cool. why don't you get a better wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm a little bitter because I wanted Brandon Riley on the team and they cut him. Yeah, whatever happened with Riley? No idea. He, he, he was, was practice always squad the, with two years in a row? Yeah, he was always the best wide receiver yeah. in practice. He was on the practice squad. He yeah, had uh, yeah. preseason. And they're like, man, we don't want him. Apparently, we have enough good wide receivers on the Bills. We well, don't we need. are pretty stacked. I did a little <laughs> research on wide receivers just because I was curious and... Uh, in terms of like, you know, you look at like the receiving yards and like they, you know, the rankings for the last season we just saw. So 2018 season, where do you think uh, the Bills' best re- wide receiver ranked? What number was he? 
I'll give you a hint. It was towards Zay Jones. the bottom. Zay Jones. So, uh, who was? Yeah, Zay Jones. So what number is he? Is he? He's not the tenth best, but is he the fifteenth best? The twentieth best? in the league? Yeah, you tell me. Thirty first. Yeah, like, keep, I think keep he's going. Old. Keep going. Oh, I'm talking about team. Like, I don't know how many wide receivers play. Like hundredth. Yeah, he's six. I think he's sixty first. He's sixty first in the league. So if you think about it, thirty two teams, two starting wide receivers on each, sixty four, and this guy is the number one on our team, and he's the sixty first. Robert Foster was eighty fifth. So this is our receiving core. Like we we don't have receivers. Yeah, but we got rid of a, a receiver that performed in <laughs> yeah. all of the tryouts yes. and preseason. Yeah. Everything that you're supposed to judge yeah. these bubble guys was the best receiver, and we got rid of him, yeah. and we kept some guy for special sure. teams. And some of it, look, a lot of it people are going to say is, look, you got to look at the quarterback. You know, you got a rookie in there. Um, his pa- Like Buffalo's passing numbers the last several years have just not been great regardless. So maybe it's not the receiver's problem. Maybe it's the quarterback's problem. I think that's a subject for a whole different podcast. Oh, yeah. Because I'd love to get into, like, the debate of, like, Josh Allen, what do we think of him? I've got opinions. All right, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's a whole, yes, a whole, a whole different thing. Listen, as I said, today, kind yeah. of just, you know, shooting back and forth of kind of the ideas of things I want to talk about. Right. Each, so each podcast will be centered on one topic. Yes. Moving forward. It will be one topic. Yep. Diving into it, kind of d- diving a little bit deeper than obviously what we did today on certain topics. And these topics can range from anything. So that's what we're going to do. And that's what I want to move forward with bringing guests on. I'm always going to have someone here with me. Um, kind of a more, uh, you know, you're my Game of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones, Adam Schefter. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll always, I'll always have someone here um, and diving in. And you, I mean, you heard from Jeff there that uh, multiple um um, we're going to have multiple podcasts regarding certain topics and diving deeper into it of, you know, why the Hall of Fame's horrible, Josh Allen, uh, Game of Thrones. Yep. And I am going to get, try to get, if Rags will agree to bring, I know Marty's in. Yeah. Yep. I need to get Rags here and we're going to have our first ever debate off I think club, it's gonna be, politics, yeah. yep. whatever yep. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. You have the complete opposite ends and I want these two to go at it and figure out. I That's mean, I know Rags is going to win. Well, yeah. If we had to pick I, yeah, a winner, sure, we know of course. I mean, we know that Rags is going to win, but let's see how Marty does. Can he hold his own? I, we'll see. I feel like Marty will kind of like go in a shell. Because I do when I talk to Rags about something. What are you going to say when someone starts blurting out all these things and using big words? Well, remember, so Rags, <laughs> Rags used a lot of big words, but he's not immune to like bullshitting himself. Yeah. If you can call him out on his bullshit, then, you know, it's not like you can't win an argument against him. I, it's what I feel like I ever. So Rags and I, we, start, we drank whiskey till four o'clock in the morning one night when we were supposed to just go and grab money uh, to go out we ended up just sitting down and drinking whiskey and we yeah. dove into everything possible and i realized as i was going on knowing that rags knew way more about all this stuff than i did i started every single thing but in my opinion and i really <laughs> don't have much to back this up <laughs> yeah in my opinion we i mean we were talking about aliens we were diving into everything sure and that's how i had to preface everything knowing that i I didn't know. Yeah, you're right, because if you just toss out an unqualified fact well, to Rags, he'll immediately just be like, well, what are your stats backing that up? Yeah, right. He does it to Marty all the time. <laughs> exactly. Like, like where, where, what, what is your background for this? Like, I've read the constitutional, like, amendments that you're <laughs> citing, and according to this statute of it, you know, Rags is probably listening to this like, there are no statutes in yeah, constitutional section amendments. Section 6, you got article it all 7 of yeah, this right, shows right. this. So it's like, in my yeah. opinion, nothing to back it up. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that's fine. <laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna get them on. Uh, and next week, I'm going. I, I, I'm gonna, next week. I'm hoping to have Marty on to break down his article. Yeah. And hopefully in the future, we're gonna grab Rags on, as we mentioned, to have them uh, kind of 
clear the air. Those two always go back and forth. Um, but as I said, Jeff, I appreciate you uh, jumping on for the first one. Absolutely. We're kind of all over the place, but we're going to say we're going to hone in on one topic every single episode. Um, and then you're going to see more material up online. It's excuse my language. Um, I posted to my Facebook page and um, it said, I think the website is excuse my language at blogspot.com. So I appreciate it. And thank you, Jeff. Good to be here. Thanks, Brandon.